Hey, my name is Tiffany Vaughn, and I'm on a mission to help regular people like me find their voice and then use it for lifting themselves and others up around them. I'm a small town mom to three kiddos with my hubby James, and man, have we been dealing with a lot. But isn't everyone? I lovingly call it our hard, beautiful journey, and I bet that yours is too. In season one, I tossed the bricks from my shoulders that were weighing me down. Bricks that represented shame, embarrassment, regret, loss, you name it, I was feeling it. I am now taking those bricks and building up a stronger foundation for myself and our family. I've created this safe space for me and you to open our hearts and our minds and to use our voices to help others know they are not alone in their struggles. Mental health, marriage and divorce, infertility, parenting, and some soul journey work are all topics that we discuss here. Let's be real for a minute. Life can definitely be hard, but it can also be so dang beautiful. Am I right? So pull up a cozy seat, grab your beverage of choice, and join me as I help others talk about their hard, beautiful journey. I know they will inspire you as much as they inspire me. So let's get started. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Hard Beautiful Journey. I took a break for a bit to get rested and recharged, and it felt amazing. I am known for taking on way, way too much. And I received a couple intuitive messages saying it was time to just stop being so busy and just be, be still. And I didn't listen for quite some time. And then I had a massive feeling that it actually was time. Only do what you absolutely have to for about a week, like my actual job and spend time with my kids and play endless games of ping pong with James, which I haven't won in quite some time. And I'm actually thinking of live streaming one of our sets just so I can get people to cheer me on because he's just so damn good. Anywho, what a difference a week of resting can do. I feel refreshed and inspired. Today's guest is my soul sister and beautiful friend, Shannon Pinkston. She has a 25-year career as a casting director, journalist, and writer. In 2015-2016, Shannon experienced a health crisis that was one of the catalysts for truly realizing her intuitive gifts and exploring those more. These gifts are now being used to help heal years of trauma and has set her on a path of helping other people, like me, know what they are capable of and what their gifts are and to explore and nurture those. Here is my interview with my girl, Shannon. Hi, Shannon. How are you today? Hey, I'm great. How are you? I am good. I'm so happy that you are here. Shannon is one of my dear friends that I met last year through the Made to Do This program with Kathy Heller. I swear we made like a million friends. It feels like it. Yeah, it was awesome. It was such a good community of people. Such a good community. And Shannon was, you were the very first hot seat, weren't you? The very first. I one? was, I was actually the second. I went right behind Diana Bertoldo. That's right. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. That was incredible to just watch you talk with Kathy about what 
lights you up and what your journey has been. And I reached out to you pretty much right away and said, I need to have a reading with you, a spiritual session with you. I had never really had one. I'd had a couple of um, readings with mediums, but not the way that you and I talked. And there was an immediate like soul sister connection. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. It was amazing. And I needed it as much as you did. And it taught me so much about the gift of how all this works. Like it's such a give and take and a yin and yang. And you were my first official like coaching client that way. So you gave me such permission to just like open up and just help me learn how to shape it. It was such a cool experience. It was really, really cool. And from there, that's when meeting with you Then I was like, no, I need to know more about this spirituality stuff. And that's when I also reached out to Aaliyah and had my Akashic Records read. And But you were the start. You were the start in my 2020 of really discovering that I was an intuitive person and that there is way more (laughs) to this place, this being, like than just the physical And it was so amazing to finally recognize that. And I think the word is, the words would be like, come home. Exactly. It's an awakening. It's a remembering of like your soul signature, like your, your energetic vibration and everything that's underneath all the stuff that we've learned and packed on top of it. So it really is, it's an unpacking of all the other junk that you carry with you to just get back. It is to come home to your spirit. And it's hard sometimes, but it's, it's hard. God, it's so worth it. And when you resonate with somebody, that's the beauty of it. Since I've talked to you, I've been studying a ton more of, like I do energy work, but I didn't understand the mechanics of it. And I've been studying with some teachers that have helped me verbalize more. And you're on like a certain frequency of, of energy in, in your own, in your own soul. And so you resonate with people that you are, you're on a similar frequency too. That's how you find each other. Yeah. It's also how you find people you don't resonate with, like you're dissonant with them and they shut you down. That's your soul going, Mm-mm, that's not your person. Steer yeah. away from that energy. So it, it's just been fascinating, this whole dissonant resonance thing and, and like tuning into your own vibration and what lights you up. And that it's just been so fun to be able to find the words to put to some of the stuff I've been tangibly doing but not understanding yeah and feeling and so how did you get here let's hear a little bit about your backstory and and how you got to this yeah it's I'll try to give you the cliff notes version otherwise I'll hold you hostage forever I it's it's the way a lot of people do it I've always been intuitive but I got really hung up into a 25-year career that just ran me and I had no control over anything and it was all for everybody else. And I'm realizing now, part of, since I've seen you last, I've been doing a lot of like heavy-duty trauma work and realized this codependency that I've had with my parents because I've got, my mom's mentally ill. She's bipolar, has some other things going on. My dad's high anxiety, got, got some narcissistic fun stuff going on with both of them. So mm-hmm. I learned really early super codependent patterns. Like my mom had a bipolar break, a psychotic break when I was 10. She ran away from home for about three weeks. And I immediately, I'm so sorry, guess who didn't turn off their alarm. I immediately walked into her closet and put on her bathrobe and walked out the door and became the adult in the family. Mm -hmm. It's the craziest thing. I 
I don't know why I did that specifically, but it was my thing, my thing to do apparently. Mm -hmm. And so that started me just on a journey of, of doing everything for everybody else and never for me. And so that's the stuff that you start, you know, layering on top of yourself. And, And that's what starts weighing your soul down and beating you down. And so I did that for 25 years. I took my codependent patterns into my career. I acted with my clients, the same patterns that I acted out in my family. None of it served me. None of it was about me. And so weirdly enough, I started getting sicker and slower and like energetically shutting down. And then along the way, my dad gets run over by a hit and run driver in, in 2014. And what's really weird is I, I knew the second that I found out that he got run over, I started having visuals of the guy that hit him. I saw the face of the guy that hit him. I saw how old he was. I saw the ethnicity that he was Arabic. And I was like, okay, well, this is interesting. I saw like the dent in the guy's car. I, I saw the broken windshield. Like I could just see all this stuff. And and I was like, okay, that's really strange. And this was on the way to the hospital to see my dad, to, you know, to even find out if he was still alive or not. I'm getting all these visuals in this hour drive. And I get there and the police are like, We're, we never find these hit and run drivers. And he was run over from behind on a sidewalk the day after Valentine's Day. And he was like mid seventies, older guy, then left for dead. And I was like, okay. But they said, we're not, we don't ever, we don't ever find these guys. And I immediately heard, you know what to do. Everything that you've ever done has led up to this moment. Get all the details. Cause I was a journalist and a writer. That's how I started out. Mm-hmm. And they just get all the details, write a press release, basically get on Facebook. And everything that I ever did as a casting director mm-hmm. was detective work. Basically I was a seeker of specialty types, and I would ferret out and find interesting people all around the country Mm -hmm. that did unusual things. You wanted to do a, a, you know, sideshow carnival, I'd find you fire swallowers and sword swallowers and people all over the world. So I was like, okay, so I immediately jumped in and went out to, to find this guy. And it took five days and slowly but surely we ferreted him out and found him. And I just kept getting one intuitive download after another hearing stuff like go back and look for evidence at the site of the accident. And I found pieces that we later on got to use in court that they had missed, like the police. I mean, it's just crazy. And so just one thing after another. And then when dad was in rehab in the hospital and in rehab, I was starting to get like medical intuition. And I've always had it with my mom. Like I've always been so connected to her that I knew the second she needed something different nutritionally or supplementally, or I could just, I don't know. And it's a gift of having a bipolar mother is you read their energy. Mm-hmm. Hello. Hello. How does, is that not the perfect training ground for being energy sensitive and reading into people quickly? So I honed it as the superhero power as a kid, but, but I didn't know I could do it with my dad. And I was hearing stuff like in three o'clock in the morning seems to be when a lot of us intuitives get our, our lovely downloads from the universe because the veil is thin and we're asleep. And that's an easy time for your subconscious, your higher self to reach in and go, hello. hello. And so I got, knock, knock. <laughs> are you home? Are you listening? And so I would get stuff like I, I woke up in the middle of the night one night and heard he's got a DVT do a Doppler. I'm like, I didn't even know what that meant. And I, so I, I always questioned the, the whisper which is yeah. hilarious. I was like, what does that mean? And I just heard, don't question it. He's got a DVT, do a Doppler, call, call the, call the rehab hospital. Yeah. Like, okay. So I call him like, you know, three thirty, four o'clock in the morning. I'm like, this is Pinkston. I need you to do a Doppler on my dad. He's got a DVT. They're like, Are you a nurse? 
Yeah. And I don't like to lie. Yes, I am. Because you, you're going to tell him you're a medical intuitive and you just heard a voice tell you that he's, he's yeah. doing DVT. He's got a doctor. Do a doctor. He's got a DVT. Anyway, she said, uh, we did one in the, in, when he was in the trauma unit and it was clear. And I said, we'll do another one. And she goes, okay, we will. We've got somebody coming in the morning in a few hours. We'll look into it. They did it. And then I Googled what it was because I followed through before I even Googled. Yeah. It was DVT it was like deep vein thrombosis. Oh, it's a blood clot. What's a Doppler? Oh, it's like the sonogram that you do for a pregnant woman. I was like, yeah. okay, cool. They do it. Call me back like an hour later. They're like, you might want to get up here. We're going to have to rush your dad into emergency surgery. He's got a blood clot the size of a cork. It's dislodged and he couldn't be on um, blood thinners because of he was basically scalped from his horrible yeah. accident. So they rushed him into surgery, emergency surgery, and put this mincer thing in his main aorta in case it, because it was starting to move yeah. and it would, it could shred it up when it got there. Oh my God. So I just started getting thing after thing like that. Like I could, I would wake up in the middle of the night and know his pain level and call him and he's, yeah, I'm a nine today. I've never been a nine back to the emergency room. Yeah. So just, but I thought forever that it was just me being so in tune with my parents and I was still working from a wounded healer place. Like I was doing that codependent thing and I was still sacrificing me to care for them and yeah. never caring for me. That doesn't work that long. It, it, you can until you can't. Mm -hmm. And after we got through all the stress of that period and the trial and all that stuff, my body just gave out. My, I, Cause no one ever, I didn't ask number one, but I never had a teacher before it was time to tell me to call my energy back home. Right. That, you know, to teach me that whole you're a vessel, you have to bring it back. You have to refill, fill your cup first. So yeah. that's the hugest thing that I try to teach anybody now is, okay, you've got to call everything back to you because I literally emptied out to the point that I almost died a couple of times. Like my body just stopped. Right. I was so was sick. Happening? I... I developed some disease, which you do, you get disease when you don't care for yourself. And so energetically, like my body went, okay, you, I found out that I had chronic Lyme disease. I got bit again in 2016. My immune system was already really shaky because of all this stress. Cause I mean, stress is the worst thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm, yeah. And I've been immune compromised since birth because of something my mom had to take after some miscarriages. So I'm a DES baby, so I've always had to be careful with it anyway. But man, it just, the toxin overload and everything just dropped me. Mm -hmm. And of course, by that point, I'm estranged from my parents because I'm no longer performing and giving and saving them. And so it's my turn to be broken. And back then, when it was my turn to be broken, they were nowhere to be seen. So I, I spent about nine months on my couch, like I was in a walking boot, a walking shoe. I woke up one morning and my, my dominant, my right arm had just frozen like halfway up, oh. couldn't use it anymore. Three of my limbs are not working. I live alone. I had nine animals mm -hmm. and I was, you know, couldn't feed myself. I was like, okay, this is neat. So literally I sat on my couch and cried and depended on this one neighbor across the street to bring me food a couple of times a week that I would just work on for yeah. the week. I'm bottomed out. And then of course, oh, no kidding. like my appendix blew in the middle of that period too, because it filters inflammation and I'm sure it, you know, does some energetic stuff too. So I was so out of touch with any of my, my intuitive stuff that the gift of all that is it forced me to sit very still. It's, it's interesting. So much like COVID has done for the world. This was 2016 for me or 20, yeah, 2015 and 16 when I was so sick. It forced me to do all this then. It forced me into a nine month timeout. I had to sit completely still. 
I had to learn to be so quiet that I could listen to my own whispers for my body because all these doctors were telling me, you've got rheumatoid arthritis, you've got this and this. I started to hear a little voice for me finally going, "Mm -mm, that's not what it is. That's not what it is. Don't take those biologics and the things that kill your immune system. Like you've got to start nurturing yourself. You've got to learn to parent yourself. You've got to learn to love yourself. You've got to learn to energetically and spiritually heal yourself because that's where all the rest of it will, like the dominoes will fall the right way once you get that going. And so I just started digging into just any kind of holistic, spiritual, natural way that I could figure out to heal. And I started listening and trusting that download for me. And so mm-hmm. I would find a weird thing like electrodermal screening, which is, What's that? Uh, it's a really cool process. It's actually how I found out that I had Lyme disease because I couldn't get a doctor to diagnose me because, you know, the tests are not very reliable. It's the coolest thing and it's not expensive, which is shocking because so much of that stuff can be. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But it's, you know, it's like a hundred, 150 bucks for a visit to this woman. And what she does is, (sighs) this is where I really figured out how energy sensitive I was because she tests the energy meridians in your body. You, you, she sprays your hand with a saline solution. You hold this diode that's attached to a computer and she gets another diode and she pokes around in your, like in your cuticles and stuff on your hands and your feet at certain meridian points, almost like acupuncture. Yeah. And what it does is it reads something on her computer and it literally shows the different systems and organs and energy centers of your body and how they're functioning, like to what degree they're functioning. Yeah. And it correlates to this thing that tells you, okay, you've got these bugs, these things, this stuff going on in your body. And this was what was so cool because what's weird, I'm real skeptical. I don't believe a lot of this stuff. I don't go to a psychic and tell them anything. I don't go to anybody intuitive or a healer of any kind and give them much. I want them Mm -hmm. to do their thing. And yeah, yeah, I want them, I'm not going to help. This is, this is on you. Now, once I know that they're legit, I sure will help. I want to, I want to be sure. So the day before I went to see this woman, she was up in North Texas and I was down in Central Texas, but I, you know, I drove eight hours round trip to go see her because I, it felt right. But I had been picking up feathers because I collect feathers. I, you know, like their little angel, mm-hmm. angel saying hi. So I have huge boxes of feathers. I picked them up and I touched one and then I touched my nose piercing right after I touched it. And I literally said to myself, Oh, that's brilliant. You're not sick enough. Why don't we get some bird flu or something up in our sinuses? <laughs> Good job, girl. Way to protect yourself. So that's, that used to be how my self-talk was, but I go to see her and the very first thing she does, she, and I, you know, no intake form. She starts poking around. She goes, huh. And I always love that when an intuitive goes, huh. huh. She, goes, <laughs> she goes, huh, this is interesting. I'm like, what? She goes, I've never seen this before in 25 years of doing what I do. I said, what is it? She goes, you have avian bacteria in your sinus cavity, don't you? I know my <laughs> chin just went honk on her desk. I was like, yeah. And she goes, okay. And and then she proceeded without any intake form, without ever having met me. She yeah. goes, okay, you've got Epstein-Barr, which I had. You've got, she just listed off a litany of all the things, all the viral things that were going on with me. And then she said, you've also, I, I can see, oh, some of the Lyme bugs, which is funny. I can't even remember what some of them were. Anyway, some of the co-infections. Yeah. And so she just, but what's really cool is she's, you've got 28% of this and you've got, you know, 32% of this. Or, and so then she would give you homeopathy and just some supplements. Yeah. And some of them, most of them I already had. That was the other cool thing. She said, just bring your bag of supplements. And mine was like half a suitcase because I was muscle testing myself and just mm-hmm. taking what felt right and trusting. You know, I, I do my body as a, as a 
pendulum to yeah. tell me if something works. And so I, but she would test it all on her little machine with my body and tell me, okay, this one, you're right. And 98% of what I was taking, she was like, yep, you're on it. You're really listening to what you need. Yeah. Let's tweak this one 2% and let me add one thing to it. And then she tests it and she's like, yeah, your body's at a hundred percent if that's what your regimen is. And then the next time you go back, she's, oh my God, the Lyme bugs are gone. The mold is higher. That's how I knew I had mold in my house too, which was the other thing that was killing me. What's from her? From her. Is she, I went one day and she goes, holy cow, you've got so much mold in your body. I'm like, I do. Yeah. And, and she turned me on to this like mold vision test that would tell you, it was real cheap test to tell you how to, how to judge the level of mold in your house. And then I started doing, or in your environment. Yeah. And then I started doing some testing on the house and I'm like, and there it is. And it was underneath the house and I didn't realize it. It was underneath my bedroom and the couch area, the two areas when I was so sick where I was spending the most amount of time. Isn't that crazy? Wow, that is crazy. Yeah. Oh. No. So I got rid of, I had to get rid of my house and everything in it because it was that bad. And boy, you don't ever want to have an estate sale while you're still alive because that's depressing. Oh, you're like, there's, there's my entire life. And I think I just got $8 for everything, all my mid-century oh. collectibles. And hindsight, got rid of all that. I moved into my studio where I did my, I was a casting director for 25 years. And so I lived in my studio for a couple of years. Turns out it had mold too. Oh my God. I know. So I had to get rid of it and everything in it. And that's how I ended up in my Airstream. Yeah. Um, but it's been a huge gift because I didn't realize how much I was wasting time and energy on shuffling things and going back and forth between my house and the studio and the Airstream and trying to do stuff and trying to take care of my parents. And so I was just like this gerbil on a habit trail wheel, just a problem. And I used to, I used to pride myself on being able to get more done in a day than most people could, you know, in two weeks. Cause I was like, I got this. <laughs> yeah. I'm, Cause I was stress addicted and adrenaline and I'm such an adrenaline junkie, but I didn't, it's because that's, that's a trauma response mm-hmm. from childhood. Cause I didn't know how to turn off that, that just that whole, not your immune system, just your, what am I? Hello. Hello, menopause. <laughs> no Hello, menopause. That's awesome. <laughs> and a little brain fog still from, from the Lyme. <clears throat> My nervous system. Yeah. That, that's, that's a stress response is you just don't know how to turn off your nervous system and that can just cause more immune dysfunction. And the last few years I have just learned in the last four or five years, I've been learning energy work for myself. I've been using it on my dog with cancer. I've been working with people that will teach me stuff, do things for me, and then turn the tables and be like, guess what? That was training for you to do it now too. Like my biggest energy worker, she one day fell and broke her leg and broke her arm. She called me and I've been seeing her for a couple of years and she called me and she goes, it's your turn. Like, what do you mean it's my turn? She goes, you do this too. You just don't know it. And it's so cool. Like almost every psychic or intuitive or healer that I've ever been to has said that to me. Like you do this too. It's just, you don't know. I'm like, I do. And I didn't believe them forever. I just thought I had, I thought I heard some stuff and I knew some things, but I'm just like, everybody does. But she was like, no, you really do. I need you come to the hospital. And so I went every day and did for her what she'd done for me for years in the hospital and after. And that just started building my confidence until I was able to get into made to do this. And then really just it, it, cause I, I was so nervous about opening my mouth and saying those words. I am psychic. I am intuitive. I am, I'm a medical intuitive. I got, I got the ability to read into you. And within about 
five to 10 seconds, I can figure out what lights you up and I can help you get home to it. That moment when you opened your mouth, like I could feel your hesitancy because, but then when you actually said it, you could just see this weight lift that, that you said it and that it was out there. And the response that you got, you can see the chat on the side and it was just like fireworks were going off. Like people were like, you've got this Shannon, like you are amazing. And you could just see your smile just get bigger and bigger. And it was so beautiful to see. It was so beautiful to watch that. And when I see people light up like that, I want to be around them more. And that's what I discovered last year in 2020 is I want to be around people that can light me up and that are just doing their own thing as well. And you are that person. You are too. You glow in the dark and it's so, it's just so fun to watch that. And mm-hmm. and it, it still makes me want to cry. I'm going to let this pass through. Oh no, um, just let it Because I didn't, I was invisible in my own world up and almost until that point, really. Mm-hmm. Two years ago, I started singing again because I had stopped singing for 30 years, which was my greatest joy. Mm-hmm. I, I quit singing because I was afraid to be seen. And I cloaked myself just in this, I don't know, this energetic cloak of invisibility that it wasn't until two years ago that I went, okay, that's a fear-based response to, and you're not letting your authentic voice out. People used to say, oh, please sing something for me. And I'd be like, oh no, I can't. I got to shut up. The other day, I'm, I'm working with a new trauma therapist, an EMDR therapist. And he goes, I don't know. Do you like to sing? I was like, yep. Then I just started, I just started singing just immediately. No hesitation. And I went, oh my God. That's yeah. a huge difference from two years ago when I literally would throw up before I'd open my <laughs> mouth to sing for somebody before this performance class. I'm like, I'm throwing up in the parking lot. Fantastic. That's uh, yeah. a lovely fear-based response. But so to, you know, push through that, start developing my authentic voice and get, get that energy flowing again. And then just get brave enough to just be like, Bleh. And, and I'm okay to be vulnerable. I've always yeah. been all right to be like the first one to raise my hand to be vulnerable, but to be that vulnerable and just for the universe to rally in like that and be like, we got you, boo. Here, okay, good job. Here's all these people. Yeah. And then and then you were so amazing to reach out so fast and say, I'm in. Mm-hmm. And I, I needed that too, because I needed to know that I could take all that energy that I'd always poured into. And I love my parents, bless their hearts. I know they don't know any better, but I've always poured it into them, but they didn't want it. Like mm-hmm. they didn't want it heal or shift or do anything differently. They just don't. Mm -hmm. So to to realize that I could take all that energy and all that love and all that care and all those gifts and and aim them at someone who would not only take them, but would appreciate them and would in, you know, just take them in. And then you watered yourself with it. Like you were open and ready and wanted it and, and it just flowed and it was great. And then you just ran with it. You're like, okay, perfect. I've I've got miracle grow on me. I'm going to (laughs) go. That's what it felt like. Actually, it was, I'm glad it's very, that's a really good way of putting it because until I met with you, like I said, I've met with other mediums and stuff and they do their medium thing where they say like, your loved ones come in and all that good stuff. But it was with you that it was like, whoa, that was different. That was, that felt different is how I would say it. And I, yeah, that, that was the start of me wanting to discover and explore this a little bit more. And yeah, I cannot thank you enough. 
I can't. Like it, it was the start of me feeling like I am today. Okay. That really makes me cry. I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah. You took that gift and you gave it to me. So that is priceless. And See, in the light, beautiful. And then mm-hmm. you're rippling it out and you've got your authentic voice and you're sharing it in the world and it's sparking to other people. And then they're healing things in them and their light's brightening. And then that ripples out. That's how we change the world, you know, mm-hmm. with just one heart at a time, reaching out to another one and connecting that way and just holding hands and turning our lights back on. Mm-hmm. It really is as simple as like, I used to as a kids sing that this little light of mine I'm gonna let it shine oh I love but it's that true one. I yeah. do too and I sing it all the time or yeah. you are my sunshine I sing <gasps> it to my dog ah, I have goosebumps that's what I oh my gosh that's the one I sing to my kids all the time all is the it time. yeah oh, yeah I was singing it this morning to the dog because were he's, you he's got, yes he's got cancer and it's his favorite song when I sing it to him and, oh. and he's he's not doing really right now he's got a little flare and I'm like you know what I'm gonna sing to you yeah but, that of course is. you sing that song too. Cause of course, <laughs> like that's the beauty of it. Like all the synchronicities, that's how, when you found the person, cause this is the thing that like, healers are like, I'm a healer. No, dude, you're just, you're just more in touch with your healing gifts. You're able to stand in them and stay high vibe enough to share them. Mm-hmm. It's the person coming to you that's doing the healing work. I'm just sitting there being an open conduit and staying as high vibe as I can and as grateful and creating a sacred space for you to step into and come home to yourself. You're doing all the hard work. You show up, you embrace it, you take it and run with it. You start listening to your own downloads. So you're healing yourself. I just got there a few minutes earlier to find a couple of more tools and maybe open a couple of different doors for somebody. And, and that's that is the beauty so true. of it. That's so true. You just have to be one, maybe one step ahead of them, yeah. not like years and years and years ahead of them, just mm-hmm. so that you, even just sitting in front of them and saying, even if it's through a Zoom screen, and just saying, I'm here. Yeah. And I'm ready. Absolutely. And then you learn so much from them too. Like I'm, I'm realizing, like I, I, I do the Zoom calls and I record them for, mm-hmm. for my sessions. And, when I listen back, I'm like, that is all for me too. Mm-hmm. That literally, that's all sacred downloads that I need. And half the time I go back and listen to it and just flip myself to the other side. I'm like, okay, you need to be doing those sacred energy self-care things. Are you? It's coming through your face. Are you doing that for you? No. Why not? Okay. So it's just fascinating. It's it such a gift. It is. And then it's that infinity loop of I'll give to you and you give to me. And it's just, yeah. and being in service in the middle of all this crazy energy that's going on in the world at this mm-hmm. time that because we chose to be here and that's mm-hmm. we chose to be light workers and be in the middle of all this and and all the people that are running around like toddlers with scissors on the sugar high being so bad to each other it's our job to anchor in and be like okie doke i'll be over here i'm gonna try not to judge you i'm gonna try to put you in a timeout if you're getting real <laughs> dangerous but so it's we gotta hold like our peace as much as we can and mm-hmm. love on each other as much as we can and just stay out of the way of the toddlers that are really acting out but <laughs> there's quite a few of them yes there are and and they're together and yeah they're, <laughs> and they're getting bolder and their scissors are getting sharper. But yeah. But I, so they I have a lot of, they have a lot of shadow work that they need to work on. Yes, they do. And some of them are just not going to be able to, but I, that's where I do believe in some of what I've, I've been studying 
I think I've been meditating for 290 days straight with what I, with panache like, desai yeah. now. I know it's so 290 excited. days, 290 days straight, and I, I haven't missed incredible. a day yet. I'm so proud because I I can't do anything consistently, and I was like, that is that's my love thing for me, and that that has turned me around as much as anything. But his lessons on just just allow all that stuff to flow through, allow the people to flow by, allow the emotions to come in. Don't judge them. Just sit with it all. And just let it go. Try to love what is. Mm-hmm. Try to detox from the stuff. Like if it's really driving you crazy, just don't focus on it. Change the channel. Yeah. But just just love what is. I oh my gosh, things flow through me so much quicker now. Mm-hmm. Like things that like I got through a Christmas where I put my dad in timeout two or three times for acting out. But other than that, which is interesting when your dad's eighty and you're like, would you please go to your room if you're going to act that way? <laughs> but but it worked. And so instead of like old trauma response where I'd be like, ah, pack up all my stuff and cause a big, big fight and be yeah. dramatic and leave in the middle. I was like, nah, just go to your room. I'm going to have a glass of Prosecco with mom and watch bad Hallmark movies. Yeah. <laughs> and we did. We had, she and I had a lovely cheesy Christmas and he came out when he was being sweeter. Yeah. And then when he would, and he doesn't have, he doesn't have the tools to do it differently. Yeah. And every time I tried to hand them to him, he would beat me over the head with them and say, okay, I'm not going to give you the tools anymore, sweetie. And at a certain point, some of them don't even mm -mm. want that toolkit. Like they just don't. don't. And you just. Because it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's just hard. But I'm getting more and more to the place where I'm like, I can love you, but I can set up boundaries and be, I I don't want that behavior. But I'm I'm also learning don't give it energy or focus. Like literally a toddler acting out, which is the general theme here, or or a rescue dog that's behaving badly. Okay. I'm going to have to kennel you for a minute until you settle down. It's yep. fine because yep. I'm just not going to give you the energy or the focus. And then when you settle down, we'll try this again. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm finally able to do that more than I'm not. And it's interesting, like crazy neighbors that have been driving me nuts in my RV park the last couple of years. I'm not focusing on them anymore mm-hmm. and their craziness. Guess what's not bothering me anymore? And guess what they're not doing anymore? Like what I'm focusing on, I was focusing on the negative stuff and it was expanding because that's how... So because it, it keeps coming back to you and that's whatever yeah. you put out, you get back and tenfold. Yeah. Exactly. And, and that's definitely something that I learned in 2020 was the more good energy you put out, the more service you do, the more love you show. Like it's just like a tidal wave that comes back. It's not just a little wave. <laughs> it's like a tidal wave. Mm-hmm. And it's the coolest thing to discover. I wish I would have discovered it earlier in my life, but it happens when it's supposed to happen. Absolutely. Yeah. You wouldn't have, you wouldn't have been able to embrace it or appreciate it or something. And that's the tricky thing. Like I'm having to embrace some real financial issues that I've got from being so sick for so long and mm-hmm. I'm still not able to dig my way out of it yet, but I'm having to sit with it and be like, okay. Mm-hmm. this is what it is and understand the mindset and what got me there and learn the self-love which will balance out the self-sabotage because that's what a lot of it was that got me there and being chronically ill for years mm-hmm. but it's great I won't do those things anymore and now I'm making much different better choices and so I just have to wait and trust that the ripple effects of that will start to be a tidal wave yeah. in that direction too yeah but yeah it's what are you working on right now? What's going on in, in your world? I'm still fiddling with trying to, boy, I sound like my grandmother. Really? <laughs> I, mean, I haven't said I haven't said that Southern term in 
actually she used to say fiddle farting around, which is very oh, Texan. Yeah, yeah such <laughs> a lovely phrase. One. Yeah, it's great. I'm still tweaking how I want to do my workshops and stuff because I'm still trying to find the complete through line for myself, weirdly enough. I can do this for others, but I haven't done it for me of, of helping people intuitively, but also on camera because that's what I did with actors for 25 years. But I had a, a really cool hit this morning. There's so many people that are out there that are having to do like job interviews and stuff virtually. Yeah. Yeah. That hadn't even dawned on me. Oh, like I, I get goosebumps. that they're having, yeah, they're doing zoom videos and stuff like yeah. zoom things for work, but, mm-hmm. and, but the ultimate audition, like I used to do with actors, the ultimate audition is trying to find a new job in this horrible economy. Yeah. So I literally just saw something on the today show. It was like, uh, that's what I need. That's how I need to market this because those people, they need to some of the tech stuff, like how to make it mm-hmm. look good, but they need to know how to ground themselves and how to breathe and how to be like, you know, how to just get in the best high vibe place they can before they start the interview process on camera. Cause they're yeah. turning in, it's, it's like the ultimate audition video. They're turning in these, they're not even dealing with somebody on the other side of it. They're having to record themselves and put it out there to get a job. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that may be the piece that I was waiting on to know how to launch this thing. I love that, so, Shannon. And and that yeah. that is actually that applies to what I'm doing right now with this podcast. It's the same thing. Like I ground myself and get myself into a place where I want my guests to feel seen and heard. And that process of doing that before you hit record is so valuable. So I can see that being really good for job interview yeah. meetings. That would be amazing. Just to get comfortable in their skin. And you're right. That's the same exact thing I do before I do my, my one-on-one sessions is I literally, I, I set up my Airstream as a sacred space and I burn some sage and I light a candle and I have a couple of little chimes that I ring. And mm-hmm. and then I, I just announce that this is now a sacred space for the highest good yeah. of, you know, of all involved uh-huh. and only that of delight will be entertained and and boy that just that intention and setting that space and just anchoring yourself in just opens up just all this good to flow in and so that, that's what I do before before my sessions too and having that gift to your clients like that will just be able to help them really show who they are yeah to yeah. the people that they are interviewing for, and that's like a that's a gift for sure. So yeah. I and because they have to be their most vulnerable, authentic selves, and that I always got that for actors how hard that was because they were it was basically a job interview too, which mm-hmm. is interesting. I love that we're talking this through. I never thought about it that way specifically. Mm-hmm. It was a job interview too, mm-hmm. but yeah, they just they were so in their heads, and so oh, so it's a different energy. It's it's this energy and not the heart energy. Right. And, and not able to just allow that to come out though. So how did you do yeah. it with the actors? How did you get them into their heart and out of their head? It was interesting. That was part, it was part of what wore me out so much is I did not realize how much energy work I was doing on hundreds and hundreds of actors a day and having clients in and having to juggle them. Like some days I'd have 600 actors come in. And originally I named my company Atomic Casting because I knew something energetic was happening. Yeah. And like I had an ohm tattooed on my ankle 30 years ago because I was like, that's body, mind and spirit in harmony and how yeah. you measure energy. Like somewhere in me, I knew these things, but mm-hmm. I always had the intention of first actor in and last actor in deserve the same amount of energy, care, attention and focus. Yeah. That's important. 
I got to the point where I was like, okay, I've got to bring them in six at a time to audition for things. So I would play music and I would bring them in as a group and I would ask them fun things. And like, we would play. And I know now, I didn't know at the time, I was just doing it instinctively. I know now that was a real high vibe thing to do, play music. I would always teach them to breathe. Like I, before we would start, I'd be like, okay, let's all take a big deep breath. If I, if I could feel which of the six was the most nervous. And I'm like, okay, you, somebody give that woman a hug. She needs yeah. a hug. Like I kept my dogs at the studio to, to be therapy dogs oh. for the ones that were really anxious. But the second I would turn the camera on, people would go from la, 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 chatting to <laughs> and stop and freeze. And you're like, and they just Frozen. stopped breathing. Yeah. So half the time I'd be like, oh, I'm the camera, I just messed up the camera. And I ran my own camera on purpose because I could say, oops, I screwed up and stop. But you didn't. And then, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah. And then I would be like, okay, let's shake it off. Let's dance around. Let's jump up and down. And sometimes I'd just go hug them. Like we just have a hug off. Yeah. Okay. Shake it out. Let's go. And then we'd start again. And then they would, but that's where some of the cool intuitive stuff happened. Like I, one of my questions was, tell me something fun about you yeah. just to see, or, or something most recent thing you got in trouble for was always mm -hmm. a fun thing to ask adults too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but this one guy who was like in his seventies and he, I said, tell me something fun about you. And he goes, I got nothing. And he was just so beat down. There's six other people in there with him. I'm like, dude, you're my first guy I'm asking. Come on, help me out here. Because if the first one craters, the whole rest of them, we're going to match it, match that energy. Yeah. And so I was like, okay. And I literally heard, ask him about his grandkid. And this was before, this was before Facebook or the internet. Or not before the internet, because it's been around, but before Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, I said, tell me about that grandbaby. And he just lit up like a Roman candle. He just, it was like oh, really? Christmas. He goes, oh my God, she's gorgeous. She was born at 3.38 this morning and she's the love of my life. And I can't wait to get back to the hospital. We haven't slept for a couple of days. Oh, That's why wow. he was so beat down. Yeah. Then we get done and he starts to walk out. I tell him, congratulations. He goes, how did you know? How did you know about her? Yeah. And I said, don't ask, but congratulations. <laughs> and that <laughs> happened all the time. Like weird things to ask people. That was the thing that lit them up. Tell me about the gardening. They just played an award-winning garden or something. And so yeah. back to the original question, how did you know? I guess I've just always done it, but I didn't, I wasn't aware of it. And right. I, you know, I, I didn't realize why my assistants couldn't find people. Like I'm digging in a store somewhere, trying to find people that have great stories and a good feel to them. I could pick them out. I could feel them. I'd yeah. be like, talk to them. My assistants would go do it and they would bring back people with three heads in those stories and just dead, you know, as dead as opposed to you're like, oh my God, what is wrong with you people? They couldn't feel into them. They couldn't yeah. read them. And then I started like seeing auras over people's heads in big crowds. I'm like, oh, there's this light beam on their head. And that's who they would choose for the commercial. So it was, yeah. I was like, okay, dude, you're going to have to claim this one. You're going to yeah. have to claim the psychic yeah. You know, the psychic hotline skills because you're <laughs> doing it and, and quit being mad at your assistants because they don't have that gift they, or if they do, they're not in tune with it. Yeah, exactly. That is, yeah. I love that. I think you should go for that one. Yeah. It feels really good. And I, I can't, isn't it dumb that you can't put your own pieces together? Sometimes it took that thing this morning, but I listened to the whisper. I didn't have the TV on and I went, something made me turn it on. And I always listen to Good Morning America and, but I didn't. I listened to that for a minute and then I flipped it right to the Today Show and boom, it opens up to that. And I'm like, there is my piece that I've been hanging out. And that's there's not my accident. That's no, no, at all. Ever. Never an accident. At all. It's the universe going, hello, I've been trying to get your attention for a while. <laughs> that is so, I know. Oh my gosh. Shannon, I'm so like this. I, I have no words. Like I just, I, I love you. I have no words. I just love you. Like from the beginning, we've called each other our soul sisters. And 
I am just so grateful that I'm not going to cry. I'm just grateful that you opened your mouth that day with Kathy and put your hand up and said, I want to share because if it wasn't for you, I don't know where, if I would be here or not, maybe I would be, but you were, you were one of the markers for me from my soul team to say, call her, (laughs) talk to her and she will lead you where you're supposed to go next. So I'm just so grateful for you. I'm grateful right back at you because you listened to your own whisper and it served us both so well because that it's like a safety net that you gave me. You were like, you know what? Let's do this. It feels right. And you opened that door for me and let me walk through it. And it literally, it has been the saving grace of my life to be able to do this work right now. Yeah, and you—you you were my—you were my very first official. I've been playing with it and do, but I, I never would have claimed it, mm-hmm. and I, I certainly wouldn't have known what to charge for it. And you were lovely about that. I let you just help me figure out what the value of it was too, because that, as a codependent person at that time, you don't know how to value yourself. And that's and that, one of that. That's that can be one. Like that's my shadow work that I'm working on is my worthiness and worthiness and what to charge and pricing and will they pay for this? And that's, that is huge shadow work to work through when you are trying to start something and being an entrepreneur. And so just giving you that permission to charge what you should be charging, that felt right for me. And I'm glad that I was able to help you with that. But you can start charging more too, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I probably will at some point, but it's just such a great thing. But Mm -hmm. it's been nice. I've been watching it ebb and flow. There's been times this year where I'm real client dense and it's great and I'm pouring it out and then they evaporate for a while. And then I dig back into another layer of the, of the shadow stuff. And, Mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm understanding how clear we have to be as a channel and how much of that has to be just continually taken away. so that we can stay as open as as we can to to be as helpful as we can. It's so nice to be empowered now instead of that wounded healer thing. Yeah. Yeah. So much more energy and so much more clarity and so much more understanding Mm -hmm. because I'm I'm not carrying all that heaviness of of the broken part of me that everything filtered through. Like it's, and having compassion for that and the people that got me there. Like I don't, I don't blame anybody because I know now I've always known, but I really get it now. We picked them. Like we yeah. picked these soul groups. We picked these people mm-hmm. to do these, do these things in this movie of our lives. Good yeah. guys and bad guys. Yeah. That's it's definitely, it, it makes you feel a lot better about, about your journey that you're on when you know that you actually picked that path yeah. and that you did it for a reason. And it helps you just look at every day. Okay. What? In today, am I supposed to learn? <laughs> yeah. Every day. And be grateful for the heavy stuff too, because that's the bigger teachers that shows you the contrast to what you want. So I really have gotten grateful for all my illness mm-hmm. and I'm trying real hard to get grateful for all the financial stuff. That's my last little piece of, okay, let's be grateful for where that's put us. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful that I'm not doing that anymore to myself mm-hmm. and that I know how to love myself out of it. And now I've got to get 
I got to get pretty clear on asking for help. That's yeah. the last piece of that, but it's coming and it will come coming. for sure. Yeah. I look forward to watching what you do in 2021 and beyond and just know that I am one of your biggest cheerleaders in the whole wide world. I love watching what you're doing. I love your spirit. I love your energy. And I'm just so grateful that we met. So thank you for sharing your story with me and with my listeners. And where can people find you if they want to get some spiritual work done by Shannon? You're so sweet. I feel the exact same about you, by the way. And a couple of ways to get me is shannonpinkston.com. So the email is hello at shannonpinkston.com or I'm on Instagram at airstream underscore Oracle. And my podcast is adventures of the airstream Oracle, which is so amazing. You have uh, to listen to her podcast. It's awesome. I'm up to 60 episodes now. Can you believe it? 60? Oh my gosh. I'm behind. I need to get back (laughs) because I don't know how you are keeping up to do 60. My goodness. I just wait. Honestly, that's as intuitive as anything else. I do it the night before usually. And it's messy, but I don't care. I'm just like, okay, it's stream of consciousness. It's whatever. I'm letting it be my transformational path and whatever comes up. But yeah, yeah, and they're shorter. They're like 15, 15 minutes. So it's not as elaborate and as lovely as yours is. You're doing full on interview. Like, and I do, I want to get to where you are now and start interviewing people, but I'm just not that organized yet. So I'm just like, okay, stream of consciousness and go. And it's amazing. It's awesome. So definitely check that one out. And I will have all of that info in my show notes so they can find you. Thank you, sweetie. Thank Thank you for having me and loving me because I love you too. Love you back. Thanks again, Shannon, for being here. You are such an amazing soul. Check out Shannon's podcast called Adventures of the Airstream Oracle. It is so, so great. All the links to Shannon are in my show notes, so be sure and check her out today. I hope you are all doing well in this crazy time we are living in. I encourage you to take time for yourself and have a moment or two to rest and recharge. It really does help so much. Until next week, please be kind and stay well. Bye-bye.